0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. We had to do a bit of a check just there to check what we're up to (laughs) because we're super organized and stuff. We're on top of things. But anyway... I'm Peter, you're Sam, I I'm am. saying it in a different order. We're we're here and it's going great. It's going well. <laughs> good. Life is good. <laughs> we oh, have dear. a particularly special and fancy yeah. beverage this week. I really I'm um, um. We're drinking, we're drinking IKEA brand pear cider. Yeah, you, you guys should definitely have to have a look at this because it is. We it, put the can, weird. like the picture of the cans, up on um, our Instagram page. Yeah, so you should definitely head over and, and check that out. <laughs> it's, it's like
1: it's just like the, it's so IKEA. It's like a really it's like this big, simple white can. Just yeah. a picture of a uh, a pear on it. it. It's like very similar to like an Apple product i yep. would say
0: yeah very simple design yeah
1: yep and it's got a little ikea down the bottom and, and you said you would see you would see a bunch of kids like drinking this yeah at, at ikea yeah so it's um, and we should
0: probably explain that it's 0.1 alcohol by volume yeah so, so that's why there are a bunch of kids walking around drinking <laughs> this is <laughs> australia outside. i
1: mean there's just kids roaming around yeah drinking hard liquor everywhere
0: titties for days yeah anyway <laughs> anyway cheers sam yep Oh, let's ooh, let's get a bit of a taste of this. Okay. Ah. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like carbonated apple juice. I actually think I can taste a little bit of alcohol. It,
1: it, just, just like a hint, you know, like it's been stored in a barrel that once held
0: wine. It tastes kind of like just warm pear cider, except if it didn't have any alcohol in it.
1: And that's our review. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, like
0: it. It tastes like. It doesn't taste like. I, I don't think it tastes like there's alcohol in it. No, nah, me neither. I know you just said. You know you just you've you backpedaled on your statement that it tastes like alcohol very well, quickly.
1: There, Sam. It, I, I, I like to you know remind you that I said it tastes like it's been stored in something that once carried alcohol.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Um. Yeah. This is a little just a sidetrack for us. Uh. Just because we needed something that was a bit light because as you can imagine sometimes we record these things during the day and like some like sometimes yeah, before, day, before day midday
0: drink- and it's just day drinking yeah while it might be a fantastic pastime for some not always appropriate including us on your many occasions <laughs> yeah yeah including yeah. us but uh, as the yeah. unemployed uh <laughs> <laughs> member of our faculty yeah <laughs> day drinking not so bad yeah but anyway, right. we're drinking our non-alcoholic pear cider. Yeah.
1: And we've got more stuff to go into next time. Um, episode 20 is,
0: is... Is next episode. Around
1: the bend. So we're scrambling to get stuff for that.
0: Yeah. We've we, got big plans. We've got big plans. We've definitely at least going to be some extravaganza. Interesting drinks. Uh, yes. This one. Yeah. Yes. We've got... Yeah, we're well and truly stocked up. Yeah. It'll be pretty and we'll cool. We've be been planning in advance. Yeah.
1: So we might just get probably,
0: But anyway, rushed. how how you been going, Sam? How's life? Oh, life's good, man. I'm about to evolve a Growlithe. Have uh, <laughs> uh, you been hot on that Pokemon Go train? yeah.
1: I, 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 I've still been hot on that Pokemon Go. Well, actually, t- to be honest with you, most of have been playing No Man's Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky, a little bit of Destiny. That's
0: about it. A whole it. lot of Sky. <laughs> a whole lot of Sky, yeah. No Man.
1: It's just, you can sink so many hours into that
0: game. We'll talk about it Well, some, why don't we... Sometime. I mean. It, this is as good a place to start oh, as any. Why don't we start out by talking about No Man's Sky, because neither of us have watched the homework movie this week, so we're going to yeah. hold that over till yeah.
1: next week. We try to break, well, I was thinking of ways to break this to you guys. I'm sorry this week we, we haven't let you done down, homework. we've
0: been bad kids. I know. We've been disobedient and not done our homework. But I want you to look deep within yourself,
1: and you tell me that you've watched all of our homework movies.
0: The answer is almost definitely no. Definitely not. We've seen the viewing. We probably should though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it may be yeah. slightly different for us. Um we yeah, we missed out, but we've got plenty to talk about, so uh don't worry too much. Yeah. I, I think one so of the reasons that I haven't watched the homework movie is I've been playing so many video games. Yeah, we've
0: been playing so much No Man's Sky.
1: Yeah, so No Man's Sky is a game that came out recently. I'm not sure exactly. By sure the time the this day. comes
0: out it probably will it will have been out for about a week and a half.
1: Yeah. But as of right now, it's pretty Pretty hot off the presses. Yeah, and um oh, it's so good, guys. It's one of those games where we- you can really fail to explain it, and boy, did one of our mates fail to explain it to me. Like I, I remember yeah. he was talking to me. And he was like, he was explain He basically said, "And guys, this is not my. This is not what the game is." But like, we he, will he, actually he, describe it. Like he was like, people. he was like, "Oh, it's kind of like a more in-depth Minecraft," and I was like, "Uh huh, no." Nope, not playing it, that.
0: It is not like that at all. It's, no. <laughs> it's got less depth than Minecraft in its, inter- in its, its crafting, crafting systems. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... And anyway, do you want to... What No Man's Sky is, is this big, massive, Minecraft-esque space exploration game. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't even call it Minecraft-esque.
0: Um, it has Minecraft, like, crafting mechanics, kind of. Yeah, it, I mean... It's like a survival game. Yeah, more like a
1: survival game. Like,
0: yeah. it, it, as much... Like, Seven Days to Die...
1: As much Minecraft as Seven Days to Die is, which is... Yeah.
0: Yeah, sort of the starting pitch for the game is... You're dropped into on this um, undiscovered planet. It's completely unique, all entirely yeah. procedurally generated. Every person that plays the game will get dropped into a different planet. I wanted to talk about that. But, but you we'll just get That you it. can name and... Um, the whole idea is you, you discover, like... And plant life and animals and minerals and rocks and stuff and you have to the first thing you do is you want to rebuild your ship you're you crash land your ship on this, this really planet just cool spaceship and just, just go this out game. go out and explore yeah. explore the universe there's like 15 quintillion there's planets but
1: i have quintillion planets i know it's not that much compared to 15 quintillion peter but it's still <laughs> quite a large
0: amount yeah it's, it's kind of like... The um, chances of running into another human being are about also playing this game. the same as finding intelligent... As, as us as human beings finding intelligent life. I would say they're probably even less than that.
1: I'm not sure. I mean, I'm taking it from the fact that this is... So the really cool thing about this game um, is almost not the game, but how it was made and what exactly you're experiencing. So as Peter said, there are five quintillion unique planets in this universe. And basically what that almost means is that it's infinite. I I, I um, was listening to a lot of interviews from one of the guys who... Murray from one I'm of sure the guys. Sean Murray,
0: the director of the studio.
1: Yeah. I mean, I say studio. There's 12 guys that made this game. Yeah. Which is insanity. And I don't know what they did. I'm convinced... I've been watching a lot of Supernatural lately. I'm convinced they made a, a railroad deal with the devil or something like that because um the game before this you were telling me
0: yeah like so the last this, game that they made the studio this studio this is their third game i think and the first two games they made before it are are called um uh it's called like awesome joe or something and it's, it's like a it's, trials game right? yeah it's like a, a trials s game where you play a stuntman like a movie stuntman yeah um and you have to do, like, tricks and, and accomplish objectives. It's like, a, it's like a trials-esque platformer, yeah. basically.
1: When they've gone from that to a mini simulation of the universe. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, this, that's what this is. So, like, there's some really cool stats from that. He was talking about how...
0: They, they was have a, employed a bunch of really, really cool, complicated maths.
1: Yeah. Um, he was talking about how it's almost a shame, but very cool because it's like a mini-universe, so it's not infinite, but almost, that, um, that 99.9% of their universe, their game, will just never be seen by humans. You know, never which be seen by players. Which is an insane, which yeah. is
0: an insane promise.
1: But like, you guys have to, this has been executed so well, there's definitely been games like this where they've said, oh, we have a massive world and it's all unique and, and shit, but this, this world is not a random, like, you don't fly into a planet and it's a randomized planet. You find all this has been procedurally generated with actually like specific rules in mind. Yeah. So, like, um, demoing this game is impossible, but he was demo. he was trying to demo one of these games, uh, one of the aspects of the game, and that is the space travel, which I think is really good. Um, and he was, and the guy's like, oh, so can you mine asteroids as well? And he's like, yeah, of course. Um, you, you can mine an asteroid. And he's like, well, what do you get out of it? And he's like, well, it depends on how the asteroid was uh, formed and what uh, kind of environment it's in, what system it's in, like what particles are around. Like that's how this game is operating. It is operating on like that level.
0: Yeah. And you know? all the like flora and fauna of a planet will, in the game narrative speak, like has evolved depending on the conditions of the planet. Yeah. It's so really if, if you're in like this, uh, for instance, if you're on a planet that has like no fauna and it's just like an ice planet basically there yeah. might be just a couple of trees and it's just a wasteland like the the coolest thing about this game is the sense of discovery there are moments that I've had in this game which are unlike any other game I've ever played where you will fly to a new planet and fly to a new system and go down to this planet and just the sense of discovery and the awe that it inspires is unlike anything I've you ever done. You come played. out,
1: you set foot on that planet, no one's been there before.
0: The, like, holy shit, that is so cool moments in this game. Oh, there's so are many. just crazy. I,
1: um, it. I was playing it and I was having, like, I was really excited still on my first couple of planets. Like, uh, I was so, ex- I was so happy. Like, I came on my first planet and, um, I woke up and my suit left, my suit told me that it was, like, there was, uh, Dangerous temperatures. And so when you're on a planet with like a dangerous temperature, your um your like temperature controls and stuff in your little exosuit, little space suit that you have, they'll be worn down over time. Um and you can get upgrades for your, your suit or whatever. But in this in my case, yeah, it was really it was a frozen planet. It was about minus seventy-five below in uh in the daytime and it was you know, super cold at nighttime. And I spent like my first like, hour on the planet, just, like... You know, I, I go out for a little while, try and gather some materials to to, to uh, fix my ship, and then i have to duck back into the ship, like, hop in it, warm so up like, again, and then, you know, get back out. Yeah. It was tough, and there was, like, no animal life. And then I saw this... <laughs> uh, and then I got the shit scared out of me as, like, out from one of these little... Like, there was, like, a tunnel, like a cave. And out from this thing during the like it was a transition from night to day and out popped this like thing and actually the closest comparison I can make is in Star Wars 2, Clone Wars, um there's a like the, you know that in the in the arena they're fighting three different animals? Yeah. In that final bit, like Obi. Oh the spider one. And Obi-Wan, yeah, Obi-Wan's got this like weird prey manis type spider thing like that's what this huge fucking thing came out I scanned it before I shot it which is good (laughs) you know
0: you can scan dead bodies yeah it
1: turned out to be a herbivore right so I didn't want to fight it the thing was like (laughs) massive (laughs) um and and actually I saw it crawl out from underground and on this planet all the creatures and fauna like uh, and flora and fauna that were cool and unique uh, like 90% of it I couldn't see because everything was living underground
0: Mm. And i have
1: gone to other planets, like I've gone to other planets since, that have little cave type things, but I've never gone to another planet where it's been like, so extensive. Like...
0: Underground network of... Yeah. Of living species. And so
1: I um, had an upgrade on my gun for a bomb that was never, ever useful ever again, but I like, I just shot it into the ground where this thing came out of and, you know, blew a hole and there's like, just... This whole little world, there's all this flora that had evolved, you know, so they would glow underground, um, or more like little prey mantis things running around, uh, little herbivores. It was just so, so cool. So, it was just, yeah, it was just amazing. And I went from planet to planet like that, different, uh, you know, different planets in the system, met some alien life, and then I landed on Big Red, um, because I'm terrible at naming names systems and planets right big so my red, systems are big called big green big blue my system yeah like depending on what the um usually like the like the space around it they'll have like a certain color to it depending on crap in the in the i'm well, not atmosphere but crap crap floating around yeah and this one was gr- and like this one was red so, so I call, call the, call the system's red. called big red and like the planet's called like red one um and it was, like, there was... I landed on this little piece of land. And, I'm like, there was land as far as I could see. Because these planets are planet-sized. Yeah. You know? And I'm, like, oh, okay. And then it's just dead. There's some, like, cool deposits of some of some valuable stuff. And it's just nothing. Um, and then I fly out of it. I leave the planet to go to this training center. Like, tra- trading hub or
0: whatever. To go to, like, a Galactic space.
1: floating trade network thing. Yeah. And then, like, turn back around and fly back to the planet and realize... That um the first time I visited there I like hyperdrive there or not hyperdrive, but like a uh, a boosted there. Yeah. So I was going real real fast. It looks like when they engage hyperdrive in Star Wars. The hmm. uh, and then just like went off and looked at my inventory and shit. The whole planet is water. It's like all water. Like dotted with tiny little bits of land.
0: So you just happened and to I just landed on the land on one bit bit of land.
1: And everything was living underwater. underwater and that's what i love and i love water anyway but like so deep and diving there. And once you get underwater, like there's really fleshed out stuff, you know, there's coral and bits floating around and jelly, weird jellyfish, insect monsters and stuff.
0: And that's, that's one of the coolest things about this game. And one of the biggest promises of the game is that you, you can just get really unlucky in all the systems that you jump to, the planets that you go to in that you might not see much variety. But you and I and all the people we've talked to have just been able to see so much cool stuff. Like I I once, I jumped to this planet, which was like an ice, like North Pole looking ice planet with just, just covered in like a pine forest. It's Christmas. It was, it was like, I, it was, I call it like planet Christmas or the North Pole or something. Where Krampus lives. Yeah. Because it was like this Christmas planet. It looked like Christmas ships. You'd go outside and you'd, and you'd freeze to death. <laughs> and like it was the first planet I've been to where I'd seen like a big green forest. So I've been to like ice planets. You've seen entirely water planets. Yeah, yeah. Like I jumped onto this one that looked. It was just like a desolate, like white-colored Mars, basically. Yeah,
1: I I, I found a, a planet in the middle of that where, um, like it's just a. Like there's no life, but it's just abundant in resources. Yeah, and the only life that was there again, like evolved to eat it. So instead of saying like herbivore, it says um they oxide eat- eater or whatever. Like yeah, its, it's diet, diet is, is the rocks. Oxides. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool.
0: And or you could uh, fly to moons. Um, and are all they have on them is like one moon base, and you can yeah fly around the whole thing really quickly. And
1: and I, I wanted to talk about the. Um, like you know, the fact that we, we, you know, we've been talking about all this and our experiences have been different, and we keep finding new things. Like I, I just found a, like essentially a bus stop, like a space bus stop on one of my planets, mm. and neither of us had ever seen a point of interest like that. Yeah, like I was just taken to it and appeared as a question mark. So that's like some sort of alien. Activity. Yeah, so you can
0: like set out your scanner and it'll show. A bunch of the resources that are in your vicinity and also if there's any points of interest. Yeah. Points of interest could include things like um, old alien ruins where you can go and learn part of the alien languages. Yep. It could include um, like drop pods, which you can use to upgrade your suit. You can include like uh, colonial outposts, trading posts or like crashed ships. There's like a there's a bunch of different things that that could include. Yeah,
1: and the crash ships the crash ships is kind of nice because you know you, that means you can actually fix up that ship that alien yeah. ship and just take that one anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd never seen this before, and then suddenly there was this like, like, like yeah like bus terminal type thing. There were seats where people could sit down. Hundreds of ships were coming in and like flying around. It was it was really really cool, and you're, you're able to trade with all those different aliens, um, you know, or, or offer like make an offer on their ship or whatever. Um, we never seen that before. And so, um, when I think about the biggest complaint in this game, and it, it, it's like the same thing you run into with all, all these games, right? Where it's the, people it's get the problem
0: bored. problem with, with a game that is entirely procedurally generated. Yeah. In that you've, uh, for a procedurally generated game, there has to be either ways for you to be able to like make your own fun. Yeah. And there also has to be mechanics that boring and tedious now, I
1: think with this game I, I haven't been like I haven't had a real problem with being bored there are times where I've just been bored and I've played something else and like and I, I always come back to it yeah but I, I have gotten the feeling that I was you know I'm, I'm getting bored and the reason for that is that like I pigeonhole myself I think one of the people always get bored with these massive games it's this weird thing where you give someone enough choice and they feel bored.
0: It, or you give someone a, a plethora of different choices and yeah. they do one thing and they do that over and over again and then get bored. Exactly. That's what
1: I do. I mean, yeah. I, when I there's another there's another whole aspect to this game, which is like the ships and you can have ship combat and upgrade your ship with guns and stuff like that. Um, and when I went out of the system, I realized that there were also these huge frigate-like trading ships. And I've just found some that are a different shape. They're like these weird platforms floating rectangle platform type things and you can attack those obviously and like become a space pirate and then i was like i was like no no no, i haven't attacked any because i'm i'm pretty sure i know i die (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i'm like space pirate i'm gonna be a space pirate and i found out what i need for that i need money so even though there's all this stuff i have exactly like pigeonholed myself like i'm just i found this planet making machine with all those resources (laughs) And I've just been mining the crap out of them.
0: Whereas I've just kind of been exploring new systems and trying to like discover bits of the story. Yeah. So there's like this vague, there's this vague story about getting to the center of the universe, basically. Um, yeah. So. So I've been doing a bunch of that. I like, think we can what, say what, we're one bored of the, now. One of the, yeah, just on that point of lack of different stuff to do. I think maybe within the first two hours of playing it. I'd seen almost everything there is to see in terms of mechanics for the game. I'd like yeah. jumped to a new system, I'd repaired my ship, I'd bought a new ship. Maybe and not I'd the space combat. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, not the space combat. Um, but I'd seen, I'd seen almost everything the game had to offer in terms of mechanics. But I just couldn't stop playing it. Like I played it for two days straight. I just lost hours and hours, lost yeah. all track of time. Oh, yeah. You don't want to buy like, this game if if you, if you don't have, have time to, to spare. It, yeah. yeah,
1: like I, I played it last night. I finished playing Destiny. We were playing Trials of Osiris. And then like um, about like 10, I'm like, oh, I just want to finish mining this Emerald deposit. Because I was like halfway through it. And then I went on to Destiny. I was like, I just want to finish it. Yeah. Like three hours later. I like was looked at the time like shit. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I've got, like a podcast tomorrow.
0: Yeah, like I, I fully recognize that there's maybe not enough to do, and I think they could very easily, not very easily, but I think the developers have every intention of adding in a bunch more stuff to do. No, I think that's I think it's
1: clear that they're invested. That they're, they're here. Like then, they're, they're yeah. not going to make this game and just and just not attend to it.
0: Yeah, they. Um, they need to make sure that it it like it stopping apparently it's uh, because of the immense popularity of it it's mm. having server problems or, so, or something yeah but, um, but
1: the, the thing with the game is it's sort of like it's a single player game so it's kind of insulated from that i have yeah. noticed um when i've like lost connection with the server but i'm still connected to the internet yeah so that's that's the problem on the game's end but um that doesn't really affect anything you can you can even yeah. still upload um your your new names of creatures and stuff if you're offline. It'll yeah. just cache it all in later. Yeah.
0: So I just kinda wanna like finish off by saying this game has managed to capture a feeling that I've never felt in any other game that I've played. Oh yeah. In that that just that satisfying feeling of discovery and awe-inspiring ability to go and find something new new and unique and really cool. Hmm. that I don't think any other game I've ever played has managed to capture. Like it captures that Star Trek going out into the unknown and seeing what you can find. It's very star Trek. space exploration thing. Yeah. Like sci fi, seeing a bunch of cool new things. It's got a beautiful art style and I would just I would just wholeheartedly recommend that you pick up No Man's Sky because it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: it's 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 brilliant. Just pace yourself because you'll you will get lost in that game. Yeah, my God, man, it's good. Okay, so that that's Snowman's Sky. No Sky. Yeah, oh. go get it, guys. Yeah, it's just great. Um, so movies. I wanted to talk about a movie. Yeah, <laughs> a movie to
0: completely change tact. Just 110%. you wanted to talk about a movie that you watched. I want to talk recently? about a movie that I watched recently that
1: ends. This this title ends in. Part two, which is never bodes well for a movie, I think,
0: but well, when it like immediately sets up for a sequel, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so I recently watched The Descent Part Two, which is on Netflix, oh, good, as well as The First Descent, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, The Descent is a horror movie, uh, about I'm not spoiling anything, guys, it's like a very simple premise, but yeah, um. Where in the first movie, there was a group of, I can't remember how many, five or six women who, one of them had some life-changing event and they wanted to go out and like do something to make her feel better. They're all avid spelunkers, cave, Cave extreme cave thing people.
0: Yeah. Um, Do they do this stuff where like you, you skydive into those big sinkholes in South America? That's a,
1: well... That's kind of what they're doing, yeah, so yeah. in in the u s actually, there are some like the, this is where this is where the inspiration came from, and as someone who's scared of like, in tight spaces, this may be oh man, but like there there are these honest to god places where in the u s where these these big pine forests, which are somehow always creepy, big pine forests,
0: you know the idea that you can't You get lost, everything looks the same. They're just so expansive that if something happened to you, no one would know. Like, the big, wild unknown. And that's the premise for (laughs) a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Set in the woods. Um, But you can come across
1: these places where they have these big, essentially, cave systems. Like, it looks like a sinkhole, right? There's just this huge hole. And it goes on forever and ever and ever. And a lot of problems with the mining... Uh, activity in those areas, and the reason it was shut down um, back in the day, like I'm talking old school day. canary mining, yeah, um, is because they would break into other cave systems. Like, you'd, you'd be at the bottom of your shaft, hit something, and there'd just be this huge anthill type system of caves. And people would just die or get lost, or whatever. Mostly get lost. Like, there are so many stories. Of dudes, I researched this a little bit. So, there's so many stories <laughs> of dudes who, like, there was no cave in, like, a really structurally stable until, No, not cave They just got lost. They just got lost and died, right? They never found the bodies. You know, one, you know, the whole, the whole, like, uh, saying is, like, five minutes, that's it. You know, and, and, you're, and you're buggered. Um,. And they decide that instead of going to one of these like catalogue places, they'll go to one of the new places, right? That that isn't catalogued. They'll tell everybody. They'll go catalogue it themselves. They'll tell everybody that they're going to this one place. And, and then go, go somewhere go to, else. Go somewhere else. Which actually happens a lot. Yeah. Um, like has happened a lot.
0: Remember that 127 hours movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's basically that.
1: Tell people where you're
0: going. <laughs>
1: um and <laughs> Uh, and that they go to this other cave system and uh, find out that it goes... It's the deepest one of them all. It goes into one of these abandoned mine shafts where, like, hundreds of miners all died. They all fell through and, and, and got lost altogether. And they get... Yeah, they, they get absolutely horribly lost. They have no idea how they're going to get out. Because, of course, they do. They're constantly... You know, they're badass cave diver people. So, they have, like, an idea of what they're going to do. They're going to follow... There's, they, found, they find water.
0: Right. So they're going to follow the water.
1: Yeah. Um, we should take them down before we'll take them out. Right. And uh, eventually they find out that the miners who were down there hundreds of years ago... They didn't die. They didn't die. Uh, they Some of them did. And they ate those ones. And then they started eating each other. And then they started eating other miners that...
0: Uh, fell down, and, like came down to rescue them. They were, the,
1: yeah, they came down to rescue them exactly, or or that you know, um, we're just in the vicinity. we're just in mine, yeah, because yeah. they they can come back up to the surface, yeah, <laughs> uh, or and then eating deer and shit. They basically became like creepy gra- creatures. crazy, yeah. They're blind. Camelotons. They like move around so it, with hearing, like like, like
0: it, you're saying back in the day, like what which day is this? Oh, like 50 years ago, or this is like a This is like hundred years ago, or something like that. Right, so they've had... So is it the same original people or is it like they've formed their own like crazy go people society? I think it's
1: the same. I'm not sure. They don't really go into that because obviously the girls don't know that. Right. Right. So you don't. I mean, it's based on that whole... It's definitely not an evolutionary thing. It's based on the whole... um, There are a lot of like uh, folk tales about that kind of thing where you like you eat people and it's based on the fact that sometimes when you do eat cannibals, do go mad. There's like a disease that you can get where they where you start to go crazy if you eat people. I'm so assuming like, you that kind one, of also is is are that crazy. Mad cow came from. I'm not sure, but it, I, obviously you also also cr- probably a little bit crazy anyway. But uh yeah, we're like you know you ever heard of a Wendigo or something? Yeah. So this is basically they, they basically turn. I think they just hundred percent do turn into Wendigos. That's pretty much what they are. Right. Okay. Wendigos is a myth. When you like. Miners and people who have been forced to eat people, uh, and they like become stronger and creepier and glommish
0: and blind. Yes, well, certainly so, so not blind, but these guys are because they're right. right so, these dark. guys are just because they they're living in the dark, in the ground for so long. yeah. Anyway,
1: that's that's the movie. Um, and number two is uh, is um follows on from that where uh, one girl gets the, the one girl escapes. Um, in a pretty horrific way. I won't spoil it. If you want to go watch the first one, which is not a bad movie, um, she escapes. So, you know, she's picked up by this creepy, like, hick dude, taken back to the hospital, and the police officer's like, um,
0: she, we gotta go back yeah, she's to like, the yeah, island. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, this is
1: the most straightforward part two movie I've ever seen. It's just the same movie. So, like, <laughs> literally, the guys like, we gotta, we gotta find out where the rest of her friends are. They've been missing for two days, right? We're not and believe. she knows where they are. She could help us save time. And she's she's had like a she's blocked out a traumatic experience, so she can't remember what happened. He's like, well, maybe it'll jog a memory. We'll take her back down the hole. <laughs> and so the, he gets a new team of people straight back down that hole. And guess what? They get killed and
0: eaten again. <laughs> and she has to make her way out again. It's. I wonder what the Descent 3 will be about. I don't, I don't know if there's going to be Descent 3. Yeah, I really
1: hope so, because this movie has... Like, I don't. I feel like I can talk about this, guys, because it's out of nowhere, and it's a part two to a mediocre horror movie. Like, yeah. the weirdest goddamn ending I have ever seen. So, remember I told you she's picked up by this hick guy? Yeah. So, he's like... Does the hick
0: guy save her? No. <laughs> oh. oh. He appears, though. Is the hit guy like the shaman of the weird, creepy things? We
1: don't know. There's so many questions
0: I need answered.
1: (laughs) So, um, she gets out basically the same way she got out the first time. So, the first time, um, and you know what? They do a good job. These things are creepy, especially in the first movie. The second movie, you know, they're coming. Um, And it's creepy in a different way because you get to see. Basically, the second movie shows you the first movie from a different perspective. Right. So, it's worth no, it's worth mentioning because I found the second movie still interesting. Um, again, stupidest premise in the world, right? Um, but in the first movie, they're down there for a while and it gets down to the last two. Um, and one of them is a girl that survives and the other one is this other girl that um, started all these problems because she slept with the main chick's husband. So, oh, there's good. already a bit of bad blood. And she's also not that great. So... Well, to be honest, it's a thing that we would all do, right? But there was a point where these things are like uh, eating, like, one of her friends. Like, they jump on her friend instead of her. And so the other chick um just decides to leave her there to die alone, right? Which, you know what, isn't just... That's not... doesn't make her evil. Like, the crazy golem things are after you. <laughs> you tend to run. <laughs> anyway, so that's happened. And so when they get to this area, they find out, like... There's got to be a way that they get out because there's animal bones and shit everywhere, um, and these things are eating something, right? So they they actually have access points to the, to the, to uh, the surface to the surface, yeah. Um, and so they finally go there, and the end, and when they go there, they realize that they've gone to this bottleneck where they they all go to eat. So it's like this this heaps of them, and they can't get out, and like it's just a matter of time before someone touches something or one of them bumps into her. And then it'll go off.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, because, because uh, these things, they, they've got no vision, so all they do is, feel around, feel from, like, touch and hear. Yeah. That's all they've it. got.
1: And so, uh, she's got this climbing axe, our main Scottish character, and so she just, climbing axes her friend in the knee, uh, so that she makes a noise, and they all eat her, and she escapes. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> That is rough. Yeah, especially especially since oh, I didn't tell you this. This is a this is a terrifying reveal. Especially since you got they've got more than one crazy thing to attend to contend with when they finally go back down the hole, because good old friend got climbing axe in the knee and didn't die. She grabbed that climbing axe, tore it straight out of her leg, and killed all the things that were trying to eat her. So she's been down there this whole time, like. Just, like, barely alive. Yeah. Half eaten. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so she's, sitting nuts, so. Uh, <laughs> shit. But, um, so that's how that movie ends, right? And she get, pick, gets picked up by this hick guy, right? Yeah. Who's, like, kind of this vague old-school dude. He's, like, warning them about the dangers of the whatever. And, um, when they need to go back down the hole, he's like, I can get this old mining equipment going. Boy, this mining equipment, it's definitely working. It'll be working long after you're gone. You know, like. Is so stereotypical. A man of the forest. Yeah, he's got a trucker's hat on and stuff. Yeah, and um, when he sends them down this old mining shaft, there's this weird scene that I'm like, okay, there'll be something about this. Uh, where, where like one of the female like um, rescue workers, like the looks up at him before they go down, and he like winks at her as as they're going down the shaft, <laughs> and then he's like gone for a view. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like, he uh, he shows up at the end. So, at the very end, they find this feeding area again, and it's good old Scottish lady um, who's from the, you know, the Survivor. Yeah. Uh, her black friend who is, yep, still, was still alive. Her br- black friend that she betrayed. Yep. And this rescue chick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Black, the black friend gets her scalp torn off or some crazy shit and then oh. and then um, Scottish girl's thinking about it she's already feeling guilty about black chick and uh, so she like she, she kills the other one no, she's, <laughs> she's, she, she she screams uh, as all the things are running for the for the spelunking chick yeah so they all come at her instead so she sacrifices she sacrifices herself, herself. she like climbs out of this hole Oh, oh, she's running through the forest, and the movie doesn't end. And I'm like, oh snap! We're gonna get to see these things in hey, daylight. Man. They're gonna like come out of the hole and get this
0: rescue. Hey, right. hey, hey. So like, they're so they are they out of the are they out of the cave? Yeah. So they're right. Screams? They're right at the access point. Right, but they're mm-hmm. surrounded by monsters again. Right. So she screams and runs in one direction so that the other guys can get away. Yeah. So that the other woman can get away. So the other
1: woman pops up on the surface. Right. Which
0: woman? The the, the the one that's been saved? saved. Yeah. Okay. Well, and She's what's, the, what's the rescue chick doing? She got, she got thought, saved. What are, you, what are you talking about? So they go
1: down again, remember? With the rescue chick. I
0: know, but you said like at the end, there's three of them left. There's three of them left. Uh, black Lady dies. Yeah. Oh. Black Lady dies. Scottish oh, lady oh, sacrifices
1: okay. herself. Oh, and then it's just this last yeah, chick. This left. last chick pops out of the hole. Right? Right. Back on the surface in the woods. Yeah. And she starts running. And I start to get freaked out because it's the middle of the night and this is where the mass movie ended, but it's not ending. And I'm like, oh, snap, they're going to, like, come out after her, right? Like, why not? Yeah. And she's running and running and running. And then, boom, out of nowhere, shovel to the head, she's dead, right? Because the, the, the hit guy comes, like, appears out of nowhere, boom, shovels her. Straight up, she's dead, right? And he, like, grabs her by the collar and... By the hair, sorry and drags her back to the entrance of the hole where she's snatched and eaten. And that's Ugh. the ending of the movie. <laughs> no
0: explanation as to why this guy's So they're just done all, all dead now.
1: Yeah, and I've looked up on like IMDB and stuff, and there's so many theories, like crazy theories, as to <laughs> why <laughs> this guy's done it. So something I missed in the movie is at some point he he's talks about how were, his granddad was a miner down there and, uh. and how they all got lost. So there's one theory that he's, like, protecting them, because, like, one of them is his grandfather. There's another theory that, like, he's just nuts, and, like, he uses them as a way to dispose of bodies, or he's, like, just weirdly protecting them. It's um, odd. Yeah, or just something. Or, or the, the last one is he figures that, like, he's just trying to break the cycle. Like, she's going to get out, tell everyone that you're going to send yeah, another so rescue team back. down and just goes over. I feel her. like they're
0: trying to break the cycle. I don't think that's it. No,
1: because he just shovels
0: her in the head no. with just no Why would he not just say, foresight? Look, you can't bring people back here Everyone's just going to fucking die a, again. Yeah. Or you know what? Next
1: time we bring everyone back, how about we bring everyone back with flamethrowers <laughs> and <we'll talk laughs> torch these <laughs> just mothers?
0: machine guns.
1: Because it's oh, not that oh, hard to how kill How about
0: them. that? We just explode the entrance to the tunnel and cut them off so that nobody can ever get back there again. Yeah, exactly.
1: He's probably crazy. Yeah. But you know what? I actually really enjoyed these movies. Um, The first one I watched with a group of friends, and what I wanted to talk about—I know I've rambled on about this for way too bloody long. (laughs) So this is my last thing I say about it. But this movie has the biggest suspense-building portion of a horror movie I've ever seen. You know, there's always that bit before anything happens, before we see monster or before we see ghost or before whatever. Yeah. And um, that's that's about slightly over half of the movie. Before we see these got these the the monsters. So it's really out of nowhere and we watched this movie the first time without having any clue like what it was. So we actually genuinely thought for a while though that it was just some sort of Spoilers weird we're trap we're trapped down there kind of kinda of get out movie. Yeah. And then it's out of nowhere. Monsters appear. Yeah. Um like like they're getting tra- they already get trapped. It's already the start of a of a of a hundred and twenty seven hours movie. Um and then they find this cave full of bones. And you're like, oh,
0: snap. Oh, damn, people can going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: And what's interesting about the second movie is... Uh, I mean, it does that again. But what's interesting is that there's that Scottish lady who knows that she's been down there. And she realizes, as you would imagine, halfway through, she, like, remembers everything. So she, like...
0: That's such a weird thing that, like, she's trapped down there for a week, gets out. For and two, days. Goes, two days. Two days. So she's trapped down there for two days... Blocks it out of her memory immediately. Yeah. And then gets that memory back like a day after. She gets
1: that memory back because she's in the room of Bones.
0: Yeah, I realise that, but like, for her to lose her memory. No, oh, I know, again, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's convoluted. It's convoluted, yeah.
1: But what's cool is that she knocks everyone out. She like, well, she, she like, she like freaks out and attacks all the other rescue guys and then just runs off. And it's this great thing where like, I liked having the three different groups where there's a person who totally knows what's going on and she's, she's already pick someone in the leg, right? She's not exactly yeah. like going to just hero save everyone. So she like basically is like, Oh, well, see you. I'm out. And she just runs off. So all these other guys are just, have no idea what's going on. And there's this fantastic scene where they go into the room of bones and there's the dead body that has been mostly eaten and there's the camera recorder that they, they had and so they're watching the camcorder, right? Yeah. And they're having that classic horror movie moment. They're watching the camcorder, and eventually they're going to get to the part where they get Everybody attacked. Gets killed, and then they're going to get attacked. Yeah, right. They're in this room of bones, and then you see from behind a rock that absolutely silently, obviously, um, the Scottish lady who ran off. She's there too, listening to the thing and hiding there, right? And then she is at look looks across like to her left, and there is a mud-covered monster. Crazy dwarf man, man. Like, watching like meters away from her creeping up on the guys. So you get to see that other perspective, right, of like, it's somehow, I, I, I don't think there's much in jump scares, you know? Yeah. I, I, like, I really don't think they're a great tool. And somehow, that was way scarier. Like, to just see, like, see it coming Had from that my way. attention. Yeah, yeah. Where she's like, got to work out what to do and she doesn't do anything. She's she has really nothing to do, so it just it just attacks them. Jesus. But it's, yeah, it's a cool it's a cool set of movies. Um, and I haven't ruined anything, guys. It's it's all part of the fun of just watching it.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for you to ruin it because I'm a wuss and <laughs> yeah. don't like horror movies. You are. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to hear people talk about. i probably
1: scared Peter it just by talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up for a while because I've been talking for way too long.
0: What else are we gonna talk about? Then?
1: Um, you want to talk about? Uh, the disco movie, the Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, so um, there's been a
0: new Netflix show which has come out pretty recently, um, called The Get Down, which is created, and the first episode I think is directed by Baz Luhrmann, um, famous Australian director. Did a bunch of stuff like uh, he directed the movie Australia and the recent adaptation of The Great Gatsby, Mm -hmm. and he did uh, some Romeo and Juliet movie with um. With Leo. Uh, Leo, Nana DiCaprio in it, and Moulin Rouge, and a bunch of famous, like. Re- he does a lot of really bombastic, musical, yeah, he... crazy costumes, really sort of stylized exactly. he, type like, movies. He's a
1: stylistic kind of director. He's mm-hmm. not. I wouldn't get him to. Like, like, uh... His
0: movies and stuff don't have tend to have the best writing, but the costumes and the music and just the style of them yeah. are. Yeah. That's his specialization. Very bombastic sure. and, and interesting. That is like his trademark as a director. Um,
1: Did you ever see The Great Gatsby?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was better than the previous remake of it, which was much more of a standard retelling of the story. Whereas this was... It retold the story, but it was a lot more... I think it captured a lot more what The Great Gatsby as a book is trying to talk about, like captured that opulence and... Um, extravagance of the Roaring Twenties. Um, I thought some of the choices, like the use of a modern soundtrack, were a bit out of place. Like playing a lot of Jay-Z music and Rihanna yeah. and Beyonce, I think that was maybe a bit out of place. But just trying to draw that
1: connection to like excess today.
0: Yeah, know. yeah. That, did you see it? No, nah, I didn't see it. I,
1: you know what? I, I've seen a, a portion of it. Somewhere along the way it was on TV. And that, that, that's all I've seen.
0: Yeah, and they... they a lot of the like party scenes they really expand upon from the book. Right. Um I think the book's better, but I thought it was a fine adaptation of that classic American yeah,
1: um, novel. I I never watched the movie because I Oh man, I couldn't get through the book.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: As you know I I um I'm sorry, my English teacher, you were fantastic, but I never read an English book. <laughs> the only I... one I never read was Pride and Prejudice. The other ones I and I just read the synopsis online so I never watched never read it all the way through
0: is reading too much for nerds uh, hey
1: mate I got good grades for this you don't need to this is a tip this is a tip for everyone out there doing english in high school still uh the teacher tells you what you want, they want you to they want you to say yeah but you, you just parrot what they think reading about and back
0: to you reading to is them. yeah that's what you do. But reading is fun. You should read some oh, of these reading, books. There's, yeah, a reason, is there's a reason they get you to read some of these books. Like, To Kill a Mockingbird is one of my favorite books ever. And it is one of those classic, overanalyzing uh, novels yeah. that you do in high school.
1: But I was put off by one book early on. And you can't disagree with me here that that was bad. I think we should actually take a side note. We've Have we already said, talked uh, about this? No, we haven't talked about this. So we should talk about this. Okay. So one of our first book reviews... I'm Yeah, get, in, give in, you in five grade minutes. nine,
0: one of the books that we got given to, um, like analyze and and shit, um, in grade nine English class, <laughs> grade was, nine, grade English nine English class. English class was this book called After the First Death, Fuck. which was about <laughs> a group of terrorists who kidnap a busload of children, yep, and drug them, drug them, do
1: horrible things,
0: molest them, kill them all, and then. Kill, like, the bus driver, and yep. that's the end of the book. And that's that's it. That's what they got a bunch of innocent grade nine yep. boys to read. It was messed up. Yeah.
1: So this that's why. <laughs> that's why I never read an English book after that.
0: Yeah. It, but yeah, guys, yeah, it, after it was a, first, it was a yeah, kind of the book ins- where like, insane. Like, grade nine, we did a bunch of fun stuff. Like, we read Ice Station, classic Australian, like, Simpsons, action book. We watched I think. We did a whole unit on The Simpsons yeah. and, and didn't m- have to do any boring Shakespeare or anything, which, incidentally, I really like Shakespeare. And but it would have been better than this. <laughs> yeah, and it would have been better than this.
1: Literally anything <laughs> would have been better but than yeah, this.
0: But yeah, they got us to analyse after the first death, which was just dis- distressing. It like, was, the, it the was story actually is told really, har- it was like
1: really psychologically harmful, I think.
0: Yeah, the story is told from two different perspectives. There's like the bus driver who's like a 17-year-old... First day of high school. Yeah, like, has just graduated high school and is working over the summer. And she
1: wets herself, tries to develop a relationship with one of the terrorists and gets killed.
0: Yeah. And and then, yeah, so it's told from the story of one of the terrorists, which is like a boy terrorist.
1: Who thinks he's... Who kind of tries to turn a new leaf, but doesn't at the end.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's from the point of view of the terrorist and the bus driver. And it is just distressing. It's really bad. But anyway... (laughs) <laughs> I need something a bit more uplifting and fun. You, you Google the synopsis of After
1: the First Death, right? Like that—that's what you should do, listener, yeah. and just realize what we were subjected to. Yeah.
0: Do not read that book. It's not. It's not good. It's. Yeah. I think. I think even, uh, regardless of the questionable subject matter, I don't think it was a particularly well written book either. <laughs>
1: just to cap it all off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, oh dear. Anyway, no, get, sorry. Get down. get down. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Yeah, so it's this new Netflix series. Um, the first six episodes have been released and the final six... It's going to be 12 episodes for the first season, but they've only released half of it so far. Yep. Um, the sort of conceit of it is it's set during, like, the 60s and 70s in um, the Bronx in New York. Um, and it's all about the rise of hip-hop in New York and America. Yeah. Um, so it's like the sort of end of the p- disco period, um... Deals with stuff like the uh, way that pop hits were made, like the um, uh, the beginnings of the uh, um, uh, what's the what's the name of it? Like production line music. Okay. The way that uh, like production line, uh, the way uh, music was made on like a production line. So you'd have yeah. all these music writers that you'd have and they'd get like just some generic singer to come in and sing this something and they'd press the record and go out to everywhere and it'll be pretty samey. Like that big industrial music yeah, label complex. Still combo- pretty relevant. Complex.
1: It's very relevant now.
0: Yeah, but it's a bit different now. But that, um, my brother would be able to tell yeah, yeah. us a lot more about it because be he started that. music history. But anyway, um, yeah, so, so it's all about that and like the start of, um, of hip hop. In yeah. America, and um, the rise of like DJs, like Grandmaster Flash is a character in it. <laughs> oh, Grandmaster great. Flash and the Furious Fire. That's great. Um, so it sounds
1: like a Power Ranger team kind of thing. It sounds, yeah. It sounds like he could easily be a Power Ranger villain. Yeah. Grandmaster Flash.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like it follows um, uh, the main characters, like this, this black kid who's like a great piano player, but he's also a poet. Um, and he writes, he's like the sort of beginning of him being like, of rap music basically. And he has his DJ mate called Shaolin, who's called like Shao. (laughs) And, um, he's the like train, he's an apprentice to Grandmaster Flash. Right. And he has to learn, he has to find, go and find his wordsmith and learn how to, how to do, um, how to spin records and how, um. Uh, like, sampling and, and, like, DJing as, like, an actual, um, uh, as, like, an actual musical style, like, how they had yeah. records spinning and would just play, like, samples yeah, to create a whole new musical style and a whole new sound. And, and so boy,
1: would, would they have been, like, super crushed to find out how easy it is to do that now, I think
0: but it, it's but the way it is ma- was made back then is like what allowed it to be the way oh, it yeah, is yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Like now it, for like DJs and producers it's all about having your your samples and and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, we getting all stamps and stuff.
0: Um and it's just a lot of fun. Good. As a show there's a lot of the like the writing isn't always amazing, but it is like just super stylized and um, there's lots of great music in it, and it's really kinetic, like, there's lots going on all the and time. And you said
1: the action scenes were good. What action scenes are in There's, there's like, the chase scenes,
0: there's, like, a couple I of mean, chase yeah. scenes, and, okay. um, more action, like, there's some really great party scenes, um, and it's just a really, like, fun, cool show. Costumes are great, the acting's generally pretty good, and the music's great, and, um, I would highly recommend it to everyone. Jaden Smith plays, like, just the biggest <laughs> wanker of all time. Well, that wouldn't have been hard for him. <laughs> he, he played, he's got, like, a massive afro. He found his calling. And he plays, <laughs> like, this nihilistic graffiti artist. Wow. who's all about, like, the fun and the meaning of life, man. Have and you
1: read some of Jaden Smith's tweets?
0: It is. It is... Jaden Smith is... Playing Jaden Smith yeah,
1: tweets the exactly. character. Exactly, he's just <laughs> scum. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sometimes, <laughs> like I feel so bad for, for Will Smith. <laughs> oh dear! But yeah, okay, that's good. I, I want to see Jaden Smith in something.
0: Yeah, and he's he's okay. Okay, good. Like you know there's what, a he, lot of sort of convoluted things, but it is it is a good good fun time.
1: You know what? I I i just on a little tangent. Have you? You ever seen many episodes of, um, what was it, Law and Order? I think it's Law and Order. It's either oh, that or NCIS. Okay. Because, uh, as you can imagine, I'm not a huge believer, um, but... Uh,
0: Justin Bieber gets Justin Bieber, in an episode of yeah, Law and Order. Yeah,
1: Justin Bieber was in it. I think it was an episode of... Uh, I mean, all, I that, think all, all was, those shows blend together. Oh,
0: it, must, it must have been Law and Order, because I think that's... It's like, like CIS or something. MC, so, one of those shows. Something. One of those...
1: Yeah, yeah, But um yeah. yeah, Justin Bieber played this guy, like guy who was murdered. And uh he did a really good job. <laughs> he was pretty it was pretty incredible to see him do something good for once. Okay. Just saying, just saying. Okay. Jaden Smith right. he might be a jerk, but you know, you never know, he might be good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie where it was like him and his dad just like being like crazy
0: alien people that was directed by Emmanuel Chamberlain and was terrible.
1: Yep. And you know what? He
0: wasn't that bad in it.
1: movie. Pretty bad.
0: I just don't think he's a charismatic guy in the same way that Will Smith is. No, no not at any- I
1: all. Mean, Will, and, S- and Will he's, Smith is... And he's,
0: in, in, in the show, he's not trying to be that kind of charismatic yeah, guy. He yeah. is like the very somber, like, boring, think about life. faux, faux philosophical yeah. dude, which I think is pretty appropriate for Jaden Smith. Yeah do you ever just think about the sky, man? Basically. <laughs> Basically that. Okay. He's, he's, do you ever just think about the sky, man, My character? character. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Like, but yeah, yeah I, I, like most
0: it, Netflix shows, it is it is really good, well made, six episodes up there already, go out and do it. It's, it's a good fun time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to get onto it. I'm going to get onto it as soon as I finish watching uh, Avatar, which we'll talk about next week.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah.
1: Um, and Supernatural, which is still continues Do we need to, to talk
0: about Supernatural?
1: You know what's really interesting about that show
0: is that, um... Is that it's been going for 10 seasons it's and has going... sure makes heaps of money?
1: Yeah, but you know, what's interesting about it is that I can be entertained by Supernatural no matter what season it is. In fact, now that it's on Netflix... Is this now is the prime time to watch Supernatural.
0: Is it though? Yes. When is, it, is there ever a prime time um, to watch Supernatural? Do you not remember
1: Supernatural when it first came out? Nah,
0: no, I didn't watch Supernatural when it... I, 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 can, I didn't watch can 110% imagine that
1: you didn't watch Supernatural when it first came out because that was pretty creepy stuff.
0: But but also, I didn't watch yeah. much TV. I, I did. I mean, um, it, was, uh, it, was, it, it was... Back, a really at, back fun in those show. days, I'd watch like The Chaser's War and everything and yeah. and like... I was busy no, getting, the, animated getting series. the
1: pants scared off me by uh, episode <laughs> episode two they, they fight a Wendigo, just like in the descent. Mm. And it is super creepy. Um, Does it hold up, do you is, reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Like and uh, I watched so I watched Supernatural last last night, and the thing with Netflix is that about Ooh, I'm gonna say fifty five to sixty percent of supernatural episodes are absolute garbage. Right, because there's something in them that's to do with the overall plot of that season, which is always garbage. <laughs> right, which is super convoluted every time. There's one season where it's not; the rest is just like just terrible overarching stories. Yeah, but when they just do that small featurette, it's awesome, dude. I will stand behind those like small standalone stories. stories. I'll stand behind them to, like to the depth. They are they are so good. And what's interesting is you just with Netflix, you just read through the description, and you're like, "Oh, no that plot, plot, like a plot, plot, no plot." Got it. <laughs> I'll get that one, and I can do that for every season. I watched an episode from season three, from season four, from season five, and then I watched an episode from season ten, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter because it's the same thing. It's beautiful. Like some, there's an episode, Peter. I, didn't, I know no I one's going to talk about this, but there's an episode uh, called "Be Careful What You Wish For" in like season four, where Sam and Dean turn up to this town. And they originally start investigating a ghost because there's been this invisible, there's been this ghost that almost exclusively haunts hot women's bathrooms, right? And so Dean is like, I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm a lecherous white male. Exactly. (laughs) And he's like very transparent. I'm getting in there. And uh, that sort of goes away. They never find out what did it. There's no signs of poltergeist activity. And they're like, okay. And so, and then they hear that there's a Bigfoot and they're like, pfft it was not real even though they hunt everything (laughs) and then they find big feet like tracks of big feet and hair and they're like okay we'll go to this liquor store where the tracks lead for some reason they go to this liquor store all the liquor's been robbed and all the porno's been robbed all right, and they're like, "Okay, Bigfoot likes liquor porno," <laughs> and they go outside, and there's this girl—it was with, actually dude the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's here. There's, there's a, this girl with this, like, she's like six, and she's pulling a shopping cart full of porno magazines, and she drops it back at the thing with a note saying sorry. And they're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> it's an amazing like show where these episodes happen. I don't know. You got you got to finish. Yeah, you got to, to, to leave it there. No. So they go back back to her house. <laughs> yeah, and the little girl's like. I'm sorry for what my friend did. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be a creepy thing. Like, but he's just my big teddy bear. He's, 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 I think he's sick, right? And the guy's like, oh god. So they rush upstairs, open the door, and what do they find? Not a giant monster that's like touching this kid or something, but a big teddy bear, a giant adult talking teddy bear with a bottle in his hand, drinking. And he's like,
0: get out! (laughs) So they close the door.
1: And, like try to like talk to the little girl, right? And the little girl says, um, "All I wanted was a teddy to talk to me and was my friend. But he's now he's sad, like not. And now 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 he's sick, not sick in his body, but like sick in his head. You know what I mean?" <laughs> and, <laughs> that's just an alcoholic. Then, yeah, and they're just like so freaked out. And they're like, "Don't worry, we're bear doctors. Do you have someone we can stay with?" And, and they have this great look where they look at each other and like, "We'll cure this yeah, no, like, yeah, but he's like do we have to kill this teddy bear? And the guy's like, how? And it's just like, I don't know, shoot it, set it on fire, both. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't want a huge flaming teddy bear running <laughs> And they go back in. So basically what's happened is, is that the teddy bear's been possessed by a ghost. No, there's this ancient Chinese wishing coin that has been tossed into a wishing well at a terrible Chinese restaurant in the middle of the town, right? And every time someone tosses a coin in from then on out, yeah, makes a wish; true. their wish comes true, right? So the girl wished for a giant talking teddy bear, and it just—that's t- what happened. But the problem is, the giant talking teddy bear is having a massive existential crisis about like why he exists, <laughs> 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 and he ends up there's this horrible scene where it cut to him. There's all this other stuff happening. Cut to him, and he's got—he's crying. He says there's a note left. He's got this shotgun, puts it to the teddy bear's face, and he says, "Burst of fluff." And then it looks back at him and like, there's this huge hole in his head but he's still alive <laughs> Why? and he's like, what? Why <laughs> can't I die? <laughs> it's great, dude. You should genuinely like, there are some really I, great I, episodes of Supernatural. Okay, I'll do the wiki thing where I like, look up you one need of to the episodes episodes. like there's much. just It's crazy. And there's obviously, so they work out one of the young men in town has wished to be invisible so he could spy on <laughs> naked women. Like, so that's, ah, there's, okay. there's the ghost. Um, and it all starts going haywire when they realize the wishes kind of don't work out in the end. So, it's like, it's like that... It's, it's like, like a, a genie type uh, thing. It's like a curse, almost. Yes. Yeah. And stuff starts to get out of hand when, like, Dean sees this kid. He's, like, tiny. He's got a black eye. He's, like, five-year-old. And he's been chased by, like, ten-year-old kids. Yeah. And then Dean, like, walks by later. And he's chasing the ten-year-old kids.
0: Right? the kid. Yeah, because the the whole town's messed up. And he's like, oh, okay.
1: And, like, he just keeps on walking. But it turns out that kid, like, they they find him again. And there's four of the 10-year-olds, and they're all trapped in this car, like, crying. And the kid comes up to the car and lifts the car up and, like, tosses it over so that they, like, get flipped up and, like, (laughs) like almost get killed in the car. And then he, like, starts coming after Dean. So, like, what he did is he wished for, like, superhuman strength so he could kill the bullies. Wow. but now you know that's going to get out of hand Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. and the bear's busy trying to kill himself
0: but he oh, can't bear. <laughs> that, that is actually such a cool idea like a reanimated teddy bear that has an existential crisis yeah it, it's, it you, is man, basically that, that is basically the inspiration for Ted exactly
1: and they had it before Ted hmm. I don't know but it, there is just these gems in that show and there still continue to be gems like every, everywhere you look Briefly, even in, like, the season eight, I think, there's a season where, like, the, the most ancient evil ever has been released, and the plot's always terrible like this, right? And, like, the, the Leviathans have come back. But what's interesting is the way the Leviathans are going to take over the Earth is, um, you know, their methods have moved on, and it's this big message, kind of like Mr. Robot, which I'll also talk about later, where, like, they're going to take over the world like the rest of the humans are taking over the world.
0: Yeah. Money.
1: Like like corporation style right so they take over the head they enter the bodies of all these heads of industry and they're doing all this crazy stuff to subjugate the humans so they can eat them easier make like refine the whole process and they find this they they find this one town where there's this new Arbys that's opened up and they sell it to Duckin burger you know which is like a turkey stuffed in a duck yeah stuffed in a chicken burger right and Dean eats it and he's like oh, I can't get enough right and he's like eating all these burgers and meanwhile they're only there because they're hunting this monster that's taking people in the night in the trees they finally shoot this monster and it's just a guy he's got grey skin and he's got a, like a testosterone gland that's like the size of a grapefruit but he's like just a human and they realise that the
0: and they're just trying to fatten up with humans
1: yes so this whole thing where like they put something there's something the episode's like there's something in the in right they're eating the turducken and like they go back and they realise everyone's just eating silently and um for 1% of the cases they turn into Freaks. <laughs> like, <laughs> for the rest of the case, they just become more more open to suggestion, um, easier to eat. It's This whole like interesting thing where like they're just trying to streamline monsters. So it's like a it's like an examination of the
0: like chicken farming. Yeah,
1: or like just like um, corporate greed or whatever. And uh, it's just it, I don't know. It's interesting. They're like running this test where they they've killed grandma in this family. They've kidnapped this family and then killed like. Murdered the grandma And just left her in a chair And they're all watching The prices Right And the test is to see How long it takes Before grandma They realise grandma's dead And with the in It's like You know They never notice Jesus They've all been in Tadakken It's great it's, it's, it's a great show man. You should check it out That's my plug for Supernatural So I think that's probably
0: It for this week Yeah I mean I've rambled on a lot This week I apologise guys Um so we're gonna hold over the homework movie that we're supposed to talk about today. <laughs> yes. we'll hold that over till next so week. So our homework movie is still uh Lock, Stock and Tea Smoking Barrels. Yeah, which will be a great one to talk about on our twentieth episode Spectacular. I know. Pretty great. We've got some interesting things lined up for that as well. Yeah, we've got to, it, the episode will have a good genuine overall concern. Yeah, we're gonna make sure it happens first before we tell you about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be good.
0: Yeah. Anyway? Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening to us ramble on again.
0: Friends. Yeah, like us on Facebook. You're the only all, all, out that all that jazz, <laughs> and we'll see you next
1: week. Yeah, I, I'm going to get horribly uh, smashed on point one percent cider, IKEA cider.